I hope they see that God is good all the time, even when things aren't. Jeff Keen. Keen dog, keen machine. What else we got? The enforcer. The enforcer. (laughs) (laughs) What do you do here at Holland Christian? For those who don't know, what's your role? My role here at Holland Christian is the assistant principal. Okay, assistant principal. So what does that all entail? Sure, that there's there's a few parts to my job. Um, one being the the enforcement of, of if you want to say discipline. There's uh, where you and, get the enforcer and, name. And talking with students about you know mistakes they've made and processing that with them. Uh, where we talk a lot about um, being restorative in our practices with students. Can I say this? Whenever you stop in my room. You always seem like really happy, and I always appreciate that. I wonder when you, you know, sometimes a student sure. needs to be pulled out of class. I'm always like, wow, if that kid's in trouble, I wouldn't know it from the way Jeff is, is you know, talking. Yeah, I try, when I pull students out of a classroom, I try to be respectful to them and, you know, make it so it's hard to be called out of class. Sure. I want students to know that it's not always a negative thing. If I want, we, sometimes we just want to talk and or if I hear a student's maybe been having hard a hard time and just it's not always a negative thing right, when I right. pull a student out of a classroom. Totally. So I, I hope that it's not automatic, oh man, I'm in I'm in trouble. Yeah, right. But, that that kind of uh, the elementary oh yep, exactly. <laughs> so I I do hear that once in a while, which is which is fun. But um just I love interacting with students and that's why I love my job is just talking with kids and and living life with kids and it's it's awesome. So now you're a Holland uh, Christian grad, right? Correct. Jeff? Yes. What year did you graduate? Uh, class of 99. Yeah. Class of 99. Okay. How has the school changed since you were a student? You know, obviously physical space is different. The, I, when I walked in for the first time, there's a lot of differences. The lecture hall is, is different. The cafeteria, science rooms here are all different. Then the office is in a different place, so it looks a lot different. You know, some of the things are the same. The, the culture of the school is just really positive. Kids are great. Families are great. The mission is the same. I, I have, you know, as, as I see what the teachers are doing every day and what staff just does for, for kids and the love that they have for their jobs, that is very evident when you walk through the building. And that's what really attracted me to Holland Christian is just the love that the staff and teachers have for kids and what Holland Christian stands for. Would you say the Bible department's the best department? I would, oh, man, by far. That's like, kind of what even, I thought. I not just... even close. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do have a phenomenal. As I walk past our classroom, the Bible classrooms, I just uh, I want to stop and listen. <laughs> I want to sit in on it. Uh, Did you ever think you'd be back to Holland Christian when you were a student? No, no. And what I've learned through life is if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. <laughs> I would never say I plan on coming back, uh, but obviously God... God has a great and perfect plan, and, and here we are. So I want to hear a little bit about that story because uh, your faith journey really is intertwined in some of the professional milestones of after high school, graduating, went to Grand Valley, right? Sure, yep. With to plans Grand to what exactly? Went to Grand Valley uh, when I first started not knowing what I wanted to do in, in my career, um, but soon, soon after decided to go into physical education. And I really, I'm, I love sports, uh, love being physically active and, um, found a love for, for youth and just, and, uh, those two things combined, I thought, wow, what better thing to do than have that be my job, the things that I love to do. And so I decided to go into physical education, got a degree in 
movement science is what they called it. And then, uh, yeah, and then went on to become a physical education teacher for 13 years. Now, it was your first job at K Christian, is that right? Kalamazoo Correct. Christian? Yep. Got a job at Kalamazoo Christian. Well, my first job was at Byron Center Christian. It was okay. a long-term sub for kindergarten through eighth grade PE. Oh, yes. Um, that was, that <laughs> was great. It was uh, interesting. I, I like high schoolers. <laughs> and then got a job at Kalamazoo Christian teaching physical education and health and uh, some biology, actually, to start. And uh, taught there two years. And then that's, that's kind of where the faith journey came in. We, after two years, um, found out my wife was pregnant on a Monday, and it had been a little bit, try, you know, to, a little bit of a journey w- with not being able to um, get pregnant. And then on that Friday, uh, I got a note that I needed to go to the office. And as a teacher, that's a little bit different. Being called into oh, the sure, office, yeah. I had no idea. And they told me due to, to enrollment declining, and being on the bottom of the seniority list that I would not have a job the following year. Uh, like they couldn't renew my contract. On Monday, you find out you're pregnant, and Friday, you lose your job. Correct, and the, and the, <laughs> which is devastating. But in that, it was, this was 2008, and, and teaching jobs were very difficult to find. Like yeah. I felt super blessed to find one in Michigan. And finding that out was, was devastating to us because our insurance would run out August 31 and my wife was due uh, at that time it was like September 18. Oh my goodness Jeff I am getting stressed like my shoulders (laughs) are tightening just hearing this story. It was it was difficult news so then processing that with right as with my wife and what do we do do I continue to teach is God telling me this isn't what I want you to do but we want you to stay in Michigan or is it do we do we look elsewhere around the country? We were told jobs were available elsewhere, so we just decided to start. I would start applying and see where it led, hmm. and uh, ended up getting a couple job offers at Christian schools in Indiana and in Chicago, um, and needed a decision made some day in June. And I just remember processing this and saying, "What do we do?" Do we move? Do we? Well, my wife and I are, were part-time youth directors at our church at, at Gibson Christian Reformed Church, and we really felt led to stay there. So we were even talking about do we do we commute? Do we you know throwing out all kinds of ideas? And um, turns out there was a job opening for a PE teacher in Allendale, and uh, applied for it. Got called that I was going to go in for an interview. They wanted to do an interview, and the day they wanted to do an interview, I was supposed to be on a mission trip in Colorado with our youth group. So we, they would allow me to come in early for the interview. And so I went in and interviewed. And while we were in Colorado, got a call that they wanted me to come in for a second interview. Super excited Ooh, about good that. News. Good news. Um, really cool to see. We were walking through this with our kids and youth group. Like we told them everything that was going on. And it was awesome for them to see how you could see them light up when I said, hey, I got a second interview. And they just, they kind of walked that faith journey with us, which was really neat. That they, is awesome. They, they really were invested with us in it. And it was just, it was a really, you could see God working, hmm. you know, through that. I love that saying, uh, you know, faith is so often caught, not just taught. And, and I'm sure mm-hmm. those students For seeing sure. you in this really challenging time, a baby on the horizon unemployed trying to figure that out and yet trusting in the living God to provide that's really neat it was it was a it was a neat 
neat seeing high school students really see things happen. Trust that God's got a plan, but look to God for that plan, not just, you know, talk to him and say, what, God, what do you want? What do you, what do you want from us? And he'll, he may found that he, sometimes he leads with big signs and sometimes it's just nudging, gentle nudging. And, uh, so you got your second interview, right, at Allendale? Yep. So was it scheduled to go in for a second interview? And here's where it really gets <laughs> kind of crazy. I was on, <laughs> I'll never forget, I was on my way up 72nd Street headed towards uh, Allendale. And I saw there was, a, there was a garbage truck in front of me, so I couldn't see a ton what was going on in front of me. And I saw some smoke in, coming from somewhere. And the garbage truck in front of me stopped and right in the middle of the road and I was wearing a you know a suit coat and a tie and I could see there was another car in the parking lot of a I think it was North Blendon Church there was a car in in the yard and then there was also a car on fire in the middle of the road and I was the second car on the scene of an accident the first one was the garbage truck in front of me so the gentleman in the truck in front of me got out I got out and there was still two people in the car that was burning. No way. On your way to your interview. On the way to my a... interview. I was <laughs> scheduled to be 15 minutes early. I was going to be early. So I thought, well, I don't know what this looks like, but obviously I, you stop and you do, <laughs> you do what you got to do. So wow. got out, uh, helped get one of the people out of the car, got them to safety. There was other people that stopped and got, so we had everybody out. You could hear sirens on the way and, uh, yeah, this all took about 10 to 15 minutes, so I was going to be late at that point. So I, I called Allendale and said, hey, I don't think you're going to believe this because <laughs> I'm supposed to teach a health lesson. That's what I was scheduled to do with part of my interview is teach a lesson on stress. Oh, perfect. <laughs> and Oh, my uh, goodness. They, were, they said, obviously, come on in. We'll, we'll, we'll delay the interview, and you can come in and just kind of take a few minutes to calm down, which I, I was pretty – stressed out at that point. Um, very <laughs> this is stress. Look shaking. at me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was obviously just a, and, and went in for the interview, did the lesson on stress, talked to kids, really just kind of changed my lesson and talked to them about what just happened hmm. and shared that and shared life, how that just, it, you know, it was, it was great to see how God worked through it. And I ended up getting a job offer and took the job. And that's where I was for 11 years teaching phys ed hmm. there at Allendale. And then that was the, the last step before I was coming here to Holland Christian. I really enjoyed my job teaching phys ed. Loved the kids. It was coaching. And then, so here's kind of where the next, next faith journey comes in for my family and I. My uh, wife got diagnosed with breast cancer mm. in uh, April of 2019. So right on sp- in spring break in we had seen the posting for the Holland Christian job at that same time, and it just didn't seem like the right timing. You know, walking, my wife was going to be going through lots of treatments, chemotherapy, surgeries that we had, and, you know, and it just didn't feel like timing was was right. So we decided not to pursue the job, not because it was, wasn't good, but it just wasn't. Too, it was too hard to do at that point, too, too much going on. So um, got back from spring break, uh, had not started treatments yet, but my, but my phone rang one night. Uh, it was Dr. Boltman, 
from Holland Christian Schools was calling and um, talked about a, a job opening there and, and said, is this something you'd be interested in? I said, let me, let me talk. This, I told him what was happening in her family or the, the health problem my wife was having. And I said, well, we'll talk it over, pray about it um, for the you know, day or two. And then decided that, yeah, we'll, we'll pursue it and see if it's an open door that God wants us to walk through. And here we are. Hmm. Uh, so walking that journey, I mean, the, obviously there's the transition with the job, but also with the Kristen's cancer diagnosis. What, what's mm-hmm. that process been like and where are you at now? That's been a several-year sure. journey for you guys. She is, she, we were just talking last night, she will have been, she got the cancer-free on my birthday last year. So <laughs> my birthday's coming up here on, on the 25th, and that will be one year then that she's cancer-free. Um, she had a... So she has a BRCA1 gene, which I, we've learned a lot about what this all means, but it was, a, it was the most aggressive form of breast cancer there is. Mm. It's still slow-growing. I guess breast cancer is a slow-growing cancer, but of, of those, this was the most aggressive. Um, so we were told that because it was genetic and because it was aggressive that they had to do a 20-week chemotherapy, 12 weeks being uh, what they called the red devil, which was the, the pretty harsh stuff so she had 12 weeks of really feeling not very good hmm. uh, losing her hair um, just it was it was a tough it was a tough go for uh, actually that was eight weeks that was eight weeks and then 12 weeks of a less less harsh but still chemotherapy so she had 20 weeks total had five five major major surgeries within a year hmm. so it was it was a, a really long year really challenging for us as a family um, but I, you know, my wife is is amazing. I I sat there walk, trying to walk through this with her, and just, you know, my heart broke for her. Her her faith is is just phenomenally strong, and and walked through it with such grace, and um, started a blog where she found out she's pretty good at writing, mm. and that was really neat. She she had a lot of people talk to her about how her story gave them strength, and that was. Obvious to see how God used that, used her through her cancer journey to, to support others, and and there were others there to support her. That yeah, God uses just those things in such amazing ways. So, may I ask Jeff, how do you? Maybe the problem is I I just maybe wear my emotions on my sleeve too too often. But how how do you walking that path? Your wife in this mm-hmm. twenty weeks of intense chemotherapy. But then your job here at school, at times even a confrontational position you have, how, how do you navigate all those? I, I mean, I honestly, working with you, I would have never guessed so much was going on in your, in your family world. Um, how, how did you navigate that balance? It's hard, to, it's hard to describe. It's hard to explain when you're walking through that and you're, you have a, a loved one walking through that, God just gives you, he gives you the strength you need for that day and for that moment. Um, you know, there was, there was days where it just, you get home and you're just drained and then, yeah, you're, it's, it's hard. I guess the hardest thing is trying to do both. You get in, you know, you have your job at, and then you come home and, you know, we have three young kids. Mm. So that was, that's a challenge too, because walking that through this with them, t- talking about how mommy is sick and, you know, we need to, so my, my kids were a huge help. We had, we, they helped me around the house and cleaning and doing things. And, and for, you know, for the most part, my wife was able to move around. She's a go-getter. So she, 
she wants to be moving around and doing things. So if she could, she still, I, I had to tell her to sit down, like, Mm. stop it, (laughs) sit down, let us do this. So, um, I I can say God just gives you just enough, Mm. just enough strength for every day. And I'm not somebody who wears, I'm more of a, I kind of compartmentalize things probably too much and my emotions will come out other times, not at work or not at, you know, go for a run at night and just kind of, well, I'm running yell, (laughs) you know, yell out to God. And (laughs) so that was more how I handled it, Hmm. whether that was super healthy or not. I'm not sure. (laughs) May I ask Jeff, what do you hope your kids see and learn walking this path with you and Kristen? What do you hope they gather from even these young memories Mm. they have? I hope they see that God is good all the time, even when things aren't. That that because because circumstances aren't good doesn't mean God isn't good, and doesn't mean that He doesn't promise promise us everything's going to be perfect. He promises challenges and difficulties, and that um, He is there through it all, and mm-hmm. that He is there, and He is He's going to give you the strength, and He's going to use use you as a as His disciple in a way that you never knew possible. Mm-hmm. And I, that's what I hope our kids. My kids will learn, anybody that we've walked through with us, that, you know, just because things aren't good doesn't mean God isn't good. Hmm. You know, I love when Jesus talks about uh, these houses built on different foundations mm-hmm. and a storm comes and one house falls because it was, was built on a poor foundation. I think Christians, we sometimes read that story and imagine it says that, hey, the house built on the firm foundation doesn't experience a storm. But that's, sure. that's not it, right? I mean, oh, for sure. That's not the story. It's that the house built on the firm foundation, it has the same storms that the, that the other house you know, has and experiences, but it weathers the storm differently. And I think mm-hmm. your story is a testimony to that. Uh, that's a good comparison. I, I love that. I, I didn't think of that. And, and the way you said it is good. That's what we hope, too, for our family is that we, our kids see that foundation and see that those storms do come. We don't know what the storm's going to be like. <laughs> it might be a hurricane. It might be a tornado. It might, yeah, who knows what that COVID-19. COVID-19. <laughs> it might be cancer. It might be loss of a job. It might be a death of a loved one. But storms will happen, yeah, and that foundation is so important to have. And that's what I value about Holland Christian, too, is that building that foundation for, for students is so important. Yeah, no, that's so true. I keep, I've got um, three young kids and a fourth on the way. And, you know, being on the paycheck end of Christian Ed, I'm always like, oh, yeah, Christian Ed's worth it. But now having kids <laughs> that we're going to be sending to Christian schools, mm-hmm. it's all of a sudden like, oh, wait, is this a lot of money. Is this yep, worth it? It's a commitment. And so much of what you're saying is just reminding me why my answer is yes. <laughs> my answer is yes, it is worth it because... When you're thinking about the foundation, we're inviting students to, to build their life upon. As followers of Jesus, there's just no comparison. And I think you don't often realize that foundation or, or have an appreciation for that foundation until you come to some of life's bigger challenges. Yeah, and I always like to picture that, that picture of the planting a seed. You know, as we, my wife and I went through youth ministry too, we, we often sat there and said, but are, we, are we making a difference? You know, and our, my pastor said too, you know, Jeff, just planting that seed what, to see what that grows into. You may not see it right away, but it's, that seed will grow into some, something that, is, that bears fruit. Jeff Keen, Keen Dog, Keen Machine, the Enforcer. <laughs> we need some more. We need some more nicknames. <laughs> Thanks right. so much for joining me this morning. Absolutely. 
so grateful for you to share these stories with us. You're welcome. It was fun. 